you unique and victorious person, you. In order for me to live with myself, I want to be fit for myself to know. So I ask myself regularly, what the hell am I thinking? Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ayaba. Today's quote is perfect for today's topic. The only difference between a hero and the villain is that the villain chooses to use that power in a way that is selfish and hurts other people. The late Chadwick Boseman. This quote ties in with today's topic. Today I'm going to step away from talking about the modalities or the way that therapy is done, briefly to talk about one of the multitudes of mental health disorders. I will explain the diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder, which I will refer refer to interchangeably with narcissistic. So many of my clients say they are married to, living with, or dating a narcissist, or that their mother, father, or sibling is a narcissist because they got gaslit or the other person is really selfish. There's so much more to narcissistic personality disorder than gaslighting and selfishness. A person with narcissistic personality disorder is generally a villain in many of their interpersonal or most important relationships and a hero to those the narcissist appears to love or can gain from. Also, the word narcissism and narcissistic personality disorder are different. Narcissism is where a person may be self-centered, have an excessive interest in one's physical appearance or image, an excessive preoccupation with one's own needs, often at the expense of others. As stated in the name of the disorder, narcissistic personality disorder is just that, a personality disorder. What that means is that if you have a personality disorder, the person who has it has an ongoing maladaptive or inadequate pattern of behavior in thinking and in inner experiences as well. These patterns are exhibited in multiple areas of their lives, and it's not in line with what are considered acceptable patterns by that particular individual's culture. For instance, if the, the person's culture is that they grew up in a church setting and they're supposed to be group minded and help one another and lift their brother up, the narcissist is not going to do that. They're going to kick their brother down in order for them to get up and to lift up higher. These patterns develop early in their lives. They are generally inflexible and found to be associated with significant distress or disability. And by that, meaning how they deal with other people. It is what is called a cluster B disorder of the three clusters, which are cluster A, cluster B, and cluster C personality disorders. Cluster B personality disorders means that this type of personality disorder is displayed through unpredictable behaviors and dramatic reactions to what are considered ordinary circumstances. Erratic and impulsive are great words to describe this cluster of personality disorders. The cluster B personality disorders also include three other disorders, antisocial personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, and histrionic personality disorder. There are 10 personality disorders listed in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, 5th edition, Text revision, also known by the acronym DSM-5-TR, 
during this podcast, I will simply refer to it as either the DSM or the DSM-5. For those that do not know about the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, 5th Addiction Text Revision, or the DSM-5-TR, it is what is considered the Bible of mental health. A quick FYI on that DSM-5-TR is that it is used by psychologists, psychiatrists, and therapists or social workers to diagnose mental health disorders. If it's not in that book, your insurance company will not pay for you to pursue mental health counseling. So in other words, you cannot just come to therapy and vent about a problem and and work through for a solution if you want your insurance to pay for it. You must have a sickness or a disorder for the insurance company that you pay for to reimburse the therapist who's working with you. So the DSM-5 is where the therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist, or doctor goes to to get the diagnosis so that your insurance can pay for services. Now back to the narcissistic personality disorder. Individuals with a narcissistic personality disorder have the propensity to believe their needs and their feelings are way more important than any other's needs on this entire planet, period, with a T. Individuals with this personality disorder often romanticize having immense power. They have overinflated egos and unjustified senses of self-importance. They are generally preoccupied with their own self. They often lie about their accomplishments they claim to have made and minimize everyone else's accomplishments. However, there are narcissistic personality disorder um, clients that actually have attained great things, but they've cut a lot of people in that climb. The narcissist expects everyone around them to sing their praises for the most minimal of things. Generally, people around a person with narcissistic personality disorder call that person arrogant, and it is heard regularly when referring to someone with a narcissistic personality disorder. Yes, there are some tests that people can take online that claim to tell you in a few minutes if you're a narcissist. In the field of psychology, counseling, or therapy, these are tools that we would call a screening tool. In other words, when someone takes those tests and they walk into my office and they say, the results tell me that I have narcissistic personality disorder. What that says to me is you've taken a screening and that you have a general idea as to whether or not the professional provider should look further into testing or assessing for a particular diagnosis. It's important to note that a single test cannot confirm a diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder. The diagnosis is made by a qualified mental health professional based on a comprehensive evaluation of the individual's symptoms, behaviors, and overall functionings. And in fact, to to determine if someone has a narcissistic personality disorder, there are a few things that need to happen. Number one is that a clinical interview to gather information about the symptoms needs to happen. Two, a medical evaluation needs to occur to rule out physical conditions. Three, a laboratory testing needs to be done 
to rule out any medical conditions and four standard psychological testing needs to be um, used in aiding in, in to aid in determining personality disorders two standard tests that are used to assess for narcissistic personality disorder are the personality inventory for DSM-5 or the PID-5 adult form and the personality inventory for DSM-5 PID-5 informant form. The PID adult form has 186 questions for clients to answer about themselves. The PID-5 informant form has 218 questions for a family, friend, or colleague to complete about the client. So you see the difference in that, that testing that's done online that, yeah, I, I, can, I took this little test and it means I have narcissistic personality disorder. 30, 40 questions doesn't quite capture the things that need to be captured for a personality disorder. The tests are taken prior to a visit with a professional. The informant's answers are never shared with the client and are kept confidential. And, and, and having worked with a, a few narcissists, that's for the client, for the uh, informant's protection. Because if the narcissist knew exactly what that person thought about them filling out the paper, all hell could break loose in that person's life for them with the narcissist. There are some other assessments out there that can be taken as well. The use of those assessments would vary greatly based on the tester's access, training, and what the agency or the um, place that they're working offers as testing for them. These measures assessed or looked for the diagnostic criteria they present with and to what degree or severity is the criteria for the narcissistic personality disorder. So again, that little 3040 test item on a random website, it's not enough to determine narcissistic personality disorder. Although the person may sincerely be a, a narcissist, that is not the standard to, to determine if the person has narcissistic personality disorder. At the time, at this time rather, I will read the specific criteria verbatim from the DSM-5-TR. Here's the official definition of the narcissistic personality disorder. Narcissistic personality disorder is a pervasive pattern of grandiosity in fantasy or behavior, need for admiration and lack of empathy beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts as indicated by five or more of the following criteria. One, they have a grandiose sense of self-importance. For example, exaggerates achievements and talents, expects to be recognized as superior without commensurate achievements. In other words, they haven't done anything to be recognized as superior. They showed up. Two, is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Three, believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions. Four, requires excessive admiration. And when I say excessive, I mean excessive. 
Five has a sense of entitlement. That is unreasonable ex unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with, with his or her expectations. Six is interpersonally exploitive. That is that they take advantage of others to achieve their own ends, his or her own ends. Seven, lacks empathy, is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others, regardless of who that person is, their own children, their spouse, their parents, their, their boss. Eight, is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her. Nine, shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. So any of these nine criteria um, apply to narcissistic personality disorder. Five or more have to be together at the same time for this person, for a person to be diagnosed narcissistic personality disorder. So if they just have four of them, they do not meet the criteria for narcissistic personality disorder. Now, having read that, please note there are multitudes, scores of professional, including yours truly, who find the DSM-5 diagnostic criteria for many of the disorders in, the, in that book to be lacking, and especially when it comes to narcissistic personality disorder. There is so much more to this disorder that is not written in the DSM-5 that several psychologists, doctors, psychiatrists, and therapists have noted about someone with the disorder based on either family, friends, significant others, or um, co-workers and bosses accounts, our own interactions as a professional with a client who has narcissistic personality disorder, and at times from their own client's personal accounts. If you YouTube the, the channel, The Little Shaman, or Dr. Tracy Marks, or Dr. Ramani Dervasula, they all have amazing videos on the various behaviors, thoughts, feelings, and patterns displayed when on the narcissistic roller coaster of life. And they are extreme. They're almost unbelievable, especially if you know the, per the narcissistic person and they like you, you probably would never see those behaviors, but those in their close circles definitely have seen those behaviors. And Dr. Sh uh, the Little Shaman, Dr. Tracy Marks and Ramani Durvasola all go into a deep, great dive on what a narcissistic personality disorder looks like in your life as a family, friend, co-worker, colleague, by the time you listen to them, you will know for sure if you have been around a narcissistic person. Most narcissists have excessive conflicts that appear in close interpersonal relationships, marriages, and families at work or in social settings, and at times with the legal system. Additionally, narcissists have a compromised ability for commitment. They lack mutuality or the ability to share in feelings and actions with anyone. They are unable to collaborate sincerely with others. They're always looking for what's in it for them. There's no other way they see it. It always has to be serving them. They lack a true ability to form close relationships. They are antagonistic. 
They do not tolerate frustration well and attack others when frustrated. They tend to have dismissive, avoidant, or preoccupied attachment styles with others. They are perfectionists. They have the worst inferiority complex of all. They are excessively insecure. They are internally negative and self-disparaging. They are extremely controlling. They criticize others and are dismissive of the efforts of anyone around them. Don't ever get a, a compliment around a narcissist. You will definitely pay for that compliment. Even though you didn't ask for the compliment, someone else gave it to you. If they don't get one with it that's better than yours, you're going to catch it. They have an overbearing need to have the approval of others, especially important people or people they perceive to have a high stature. They only care about others if it serves them. Their relationships are superficial and only serve to feed their excessive need to be admired. They have little to no interest in others unless, again, they will gain from that interest. They are attention seekers to the nth degree. Narcissists are self-promoting, interpersonally insightful, and self-absorbed. Many narcissists are professionally successful where they perform consistently high and function well with well-connected social networks and at the same time show strong reactions and are distant and avoidant in certain relationships. Narcissists may be strong and possess great abilities in some areas that is such as with professions or socially or with relationships that support their self-esteem or interpersonal functioning. Yet they can still have severe vulnerabilities or external pathological narcissistic patterns, especially with their intimate relationships as parents, bosses, co-workers, significant others and supervisors, for example. They are usually not aware, usually not self-aware they avoid introspection at all costs and are unkind. Any perceived, hear that word, any perceived slight, perceived attack, perceived challenge, or suspected dislike for them will cause the narcissistic person to act aggressively. This can evoke aggressive or critical behavior that is meant to annoy, hurt, or upset the perceived attacker or challenger. And when, when I say uh, that they are aggressive or critical, I worked for a narcissist. The very first job that I ever got in the field of counseling was working for a man who had narcissistic personality disorder. Every therapist in there diagnosed that man with narcissistic personality disorder. There were 24 of us in the, in the office. He was the most charming person the first few days you worked there and he'd learn all this stuff. He'd make you feel like he was really into what you were saying and and really interested in your life and you know what do you do outside of there and then the moment he felt like you challenged him or that you didn't like him or you slighted him by maybe not speaking to him because maybe you were looking down at a sheet of paper when he walked by and and you didn't see him so you didn't speak so now you're getting attacked 
So there were 24 of us that worked at his office and we all were going through 24 separate individual hells. For instance, if one person's thing was quality of work, he would attack the quality of work for that person. If the other person's thing was uh, time with family, he would find ways to t attack family. Not your personal family, but you about family. If another person's thing was time management, he would make sure he held you up so you couldn't be timely to your appointments. And he was adept at individually toning into what got to you and what ruffled your feathers. And he would do those things to you relentlessly. Narcissists can go from being the most charming and friendly person to now a domineering, critical, aggressive, and manipulate, manipulative trickster within moments. And then back to being charming and friendly all within a matter of moments. You can see them go from good to bad to good. And you're standing there thinking, what just happened? Was there something wrong with me that I not Did I just see that? Is that really what happened? Most people in love with someone with a narcissistic personality disorder feel used, confused, and question their own sanity on a regular basis. They don't know if they're happy or sad, coming or going, staying or leaving. The narcissistic person or, or most narcissistic people are good at projecting all of this onto the people in their circles, creating what they feel and think on the inside in the environment of those in their inner circles and making those people feel as if there's something wrong with them. Narcissists are masters at blaming others for their poor or malicious behavior. They make the person the perpetrator for their own self-directed and self-willed actions. They are adept at pulling someone in when they sense the person is pulling away. And they're good at pushing a person away when they sense the person's drawing too close to them. Of all the DSM-5 disorders, this is the least successfully treated disorder and the least researched disorder due to the narcissistic personality person's and very inability to receive help because they believe they are perfect and that the rest of us are flawed. They do not believe they're hurting or that they need help. The next time you believe that you are with a narcissist, go to the DSM-5 cross-cutting measures on the APA's website and answer the 218 questions to decide after that if you truly are in the presence of a narcissistic personality disorder. Now I will say to you this, if you do go take that test, scoring it takes a long time. It takes just as long to score it as it does for you to take the test. So having said that, this is what the hell I'm thinking about narcissistic personality disorder. Hopefully this clears up any kind of misconceptions and this answers some some questions that you may have about narcissistic personality disorder. Now, I will say I've only scratched the surface about the narcissistic personality disorder. It they they're some of the most horrific people to be in a relationship with. And I once said in a meeting, they ought to just put all the people with the narcissistic personality disorder on an island together because they're so hurtful and harmful in their interpersonal relationships with people that are close to them. So that brings us up to the word of the week. However, a preface for this again, for why this is in the podcast, the reason your boss is your boss 
The majority of the time is that he or she has a higher vocabulary than you at the moment. There have been several research studies that show that vocabulary is a great determinant of success. Most people stop growing their personal vocabularies by their mid-twenties. Words are powerful. They can destroy friendships, start a war, increase sales, build bridges between people and countries, or they can win or lose elections. Words can change the direction of your life. The satisfaction and success you get out of life greatly depends on your skill of using words when communicating your wants, needs, opinions, and desires to others. I will use Merriam-Webster to define the words, so let's get into it. This week's word I will define and share how to use is the word parsimony, spelled P-A-R-S-I-M-O-N-Y and pronounced parsimony. Parsimony means the quality of being careful with money or resources or the quality or state of being stingy. Here are a couple of sentences with parsimony. Today, parsimony is critical for success in individual families as it is predicted a famine will take place. The majority rule has a habit of thrift and parsimony when sharing resources with those perceived to be minorities. Well, that's what the hell I was thinking for today. Please email your questions, comments, situationships, it's complicated, or rants and raves to what the hell am I thinking at gmx.com so the listeners can find out what makes you ask yourself, what the hell am I thinking? And let me correct my email. It is what hell am I thinking at gmx.com. So ask yourself the next time something goes haywire in your life, what the hell am I thinking? Peace out.